Welcome back. This is Jason and Alex for the Fantasy Football Sackos. We've got a great podcast lined up for you today. We are talking mm. week two waiver wire pickups. Mm. Yeah. But mm. bef- before we get too far into it, uh, why don't we just go ahead and plug Manscaped real quick? Uh, let's let's plug the Lawnmower 4.0. I'm telling you what, if you guys haven't tried the Lawnmower 4.0, it's the right tools for the family jewels. I'm just saying mm. uh, you can use code Sackos to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide, by the way, on anything free? at manscape.com free worldwide shipping. So yeah, amazing. And it has a flashlight so you can see yes. if, it, if you're shaving in the dark for some reason. Yeah. If, if you're outside in the wild at night, got to shave your, your regions, you're set. Doing your mating call. Wow. Glad you're married. Um, so, yeah, 20% off manscaped.com. Promo code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S. 20% off free shipping worldwide. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Couldn't encourage you to get it more. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. With your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krogh. Let's go! Fantasy football sackos. Jason and Alex back again. Week one is in the books. We are here for that week two wave wire episode that everybody wants, everybody needs. We're going to talk through all of the hot waiver wire ads this week and we're going to give you some fab advice as well that is free agent auction bidding but before we do you did mention being married and i am today is actually my one-year wedding anniversary and i'm spending it anniversary i'm spending it with you alex because that what an idiot that is how i celebrate being married to my wife yes and this is why we're sackos and right here this is it I am so lucky. Uh, and tomorrow's my birthday, and I'm celebrating that tonight with you. I mean, it's just, it's all about you. <laughs> You're my best it's present. It's not about me. It's about it's about the watchers and listeners. Yes, exactly. And today, it's about waiver wire ads. Um, True. Hey, does your, uh, do you do things differently uh, if you are 1-0 versus 0-1? So, if you won this week or if you lost this week. I only bring that up because I faced you in a league and I destroyed you. So, does your... <laughs> do, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it took me... If you were going... If you're setting over under, I definitely tried to hit the under there on how soon I brought that up. Um, <laughs> so, it's... Uh, do, do you approach the waiver wire differently if you are sitting with a loss or does that not really have an impact until like week three or four for you? Uh, wins, dubs and L's. I think I probably take more into account week three or four when you really got to start hitting that, hit, getting a, a W under your belt. If you're going over three over four. Because you really can't lose many more games than that and still make the playoffs. Granted, now with the extra week of the season, you know, there's a little more leeway than before. But uh, concern is brewing for me. I had a lot of underperformers. Uh, Mark Andrews, Uh-oh. Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, I mean, even guys like Josh Allen, where I had to draft him to get him putting up 17 points. Yes, it was Pittsburgh. But I mean, you know, I could have started Jameis and put up damn near 30. So 
Sure. <clears throat> it's just, it's rough. It's rough going, but it was just, I'm going to chalk it up to a fluky week one, some crappy matchups that I kind of was worried about anyway, and they all just came to fruition. So I'm hoping for better days ahead. Personally, I'm not going to overreact too much. However, I feel like there's one guy that we have to start with because it's who I think everybody is going to be running to the waiver wire for this week. And that is Elijah Mitchell. Okie dokie. So Elijah Mitchell basically was like the surprise active back who Shefty was Shefty reported was getting the reps with the second stringers during warmups for the game. And like out of nowhere, all none of the beat rep- reporters predicted it. He's rostered in like 0.7% of all ESPN leagues. Like the guy is available in your league. He's 99% available. Um, plays behind Mostert. Mostert goes down, is now out for eight weeks. And Shocker. Hold on. <sighs> Moment of silence for Raheem Mostert's knees. <laughs> It's bad, though. It's worse than just like a normal knee injury. And some are yeah. a lot of people think that it could actually potentially harm his career. So I don't I I, I have no idea what to expect there. Um, Sorry for the joke. But no, it's it's one of those things where he's always getting hurt. And yeah, ripping like cartilage in your knee can't be good um, to come back. And I mean, throw in the fact that it's a Shanahan offense and they're going to be starting a different player pretty much every week. And Are it's week two. It's week two. And we're already there. Like this has been every year that he's been an NFL head coach is it's just roulette of running backs. Right. What are the, uh, well, I mean, so then what do you think happens next week? You got Mo, you got Mostert gone. So we know that yep. much. Uh, Elijah Mitchell played like 60 some odd percent of snaps. Uh, absolutely tore it up more than a hundred rushing yards, had a beautiful touchdown run as well. Um, I mean, I don't think that there's any chance that Trey Sermon comes off the bench to be the starter in week two. I really think that Elijah Mitchell is going to retain that role for, I mean, at least the near future, right? No. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I am not Kyle Shanahan. I don't know the answer to this question. Um, I mean, Jamichael Hasty could go off just as well next week as anybody else, right? So, like, I so I, I wrote down here: How much are you spending from a dollar or percentage uh, of your fab on him? We we had a Twitter poll posted online that like us like close to 100 people would respond to the last time i looked at and like what was it like 40 percent of people are above 50 percent or below like 10 percent it's it's 166 votes and 40 percent of respondents have said that they were planning to spend more than half of their yearly fab budget on elijah mitchell I've That's seen, absolutely insane. I've seen some analysts 
on fantasy pros say 50 to 60 percent or 60 to 70 percent and then they said even that might be too low matthew barry says to spend all of it on i him. did see that which is also absolutely crazy it's week two so i mean i think the thing is it's the best rushing offense Without a doubt, hands down, it's the best rushing offense in the league. So what do you do with that? Do you want the running back on that offense? Like you do. That's true. If if you had Gus and you like you drafted, you know, the week of and you had Gus, are you going to run out and blow some fab on it? Probably. Um, man, how much are you spending? on? You're not going to do it. You're too conservative. I I like to wait. Uh, I'm not gonna to blow my load in week two. I definitely subscribe to the savior sauce mentality where injuries are going to continue to happen, and I want the ammunition to go get somebody later. Um, I understand that I want a 49ers running back, but they also faced a terrible defense uh, in Detroit. Uh, I also understand that at some point Trey Lance is going to be playing potentially and be taking some of that rushing yardage away or rushing touchdowns away. Uh, again, Jamichael Hasty's still there. Trey Sermon's still there. It's not like they're just not going to use him. Um, so I think it's just a three headed backfield and brings back bad memories of Tevin Coleman and Mostert and whoever else they had two years ago. Like I just don't, or yeah. And uh, Jarek McKinnon or and Jeff whoever Wilson. Else. Jeff Wilson Jr. Thank you. Like, there's so many, like, they just rotate him through. So, I just don't, like, I want the running back. I'm not giving up Trace. Like, I wouldn't drop Trace Sermon to bid 75% of my fab budget on Elijah Mitchell. Right? You wouldn't do that. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think that you would have to drop Trey Sermon to pick up Elijah Mitchell. I think a lot of people got a lot of scrubs on the end of their benches that they'd be willing to drop to try to get him. So I'm not that's really, fine, but Trey Sermon literally went zero, zero, zero. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He did. But I don't know. With Mostert being out for at least the next eight weeks, like Trey Sermon will be active. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to be active next week. He has to be because they're going to pl- they have to start three. So and if he's not, uh oh, yeah, that's that would be ridiculous. But if 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 I am trying, so th- if you're trying to land him, pers- if I would not do this personally, if you're trying to land him again, go with an odd number um, that's not an even number, if that makes sense. So don't land on the fifty or or fifty five or sixty or sixty five do 51 or 56 or 61 or 76. Um, so if, if you really want to win him, um, obviously I think all of it wins him. Um, I think you could say 76 probably wins him. Um, if you really want to try to push it, I don't know if I'd go below 61 just because people are crazy. I, He's 5'10", 200 pounds, and ran a 4.3840. He's in the 96th percentile of prospects. From a speed perspective? Just a size and speed combo. 5'10", 200 pounds, 4.3840, which is in the 96th percentile of prospects. He literally, he dragged, he literally dragged Trey Flowers. 
I mean, he had total, he had nearly 4,000 yards from scrimmage and 46 touchdowns at University of Louisiana. 46 touchdowns. 76% of my budget is what I would spend to try to win him. I, it's one of the best offenses in the league for running backs, if not the best. It, it is. Um, literally th- uh, for pro football focus, three of their offensive linemen finished with top 10 grades at their position. I just, I want him. I want him so bad. And I'm, I mean, in our league, I'm weak at RB two, and I really, really want him. And I have to put a bid in. I don't, I don't know. I know I'm really can, I am considering going a hundred percent. And I am considering the fact that I will probably I there is I think that there's a world if I put 100% of my fab on him that I will not get him because I had the first pick in the draft and I think that it doesn't it wouldn't it go by like the low who had a lower pick. Yeah, I should probably look at that to make sure it's reset to the proper order. Um, or is it no, I'm 0 and 1 so I'd have a worse record so maybe because it goes by record yeah, first. Yeah, I got to look at that. It's supposed to not reset based on uh, based on the week. Um, mm. I, I, I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind that, uh, my co-host Jason Shawcross spent, uh, over 50% of his opening, uh, no, it wasn't 50%. Was it? Was it, uh, oh, it, like was, 40, it was 40%? Like, it was like 30 to 40%, 40% on Naheem yeah, Hines. Yeah, fab on, uh, Naheem Hines opening week last uh, year. And I also and then, did what it took to get Naheem Hines on my roster. And then, and then, and then dropped what, him five, five weeks later. But that's what people want to know, though, is what do they have to do to get Elijah Mitchell? And I'm just saying, you 76%. literally, you might have to go all in, or you might have to spend an obnoxious amount. M- Forty percent of our poll respondents are saying they're going to spend more than half of their yearly budget on a dude after one week. I mean, okay. I just not my not my style, but I understand if you want to go out to get him. If yeah, I don't know if you if you had an injury or you're desperate. Like if you drafted Gus and he got hurt or like say you drafted really early and you drafted JK or I don't even know. Um, yeah, I get it. If, if you have injuries and no running back depth or when a zero RB approach uh, waiting for injuries, here's your guy. I was going to say, I mean, if you went zero RB, this is this is what you want. This is what you like. Yes, this is what you yeah, put in, in for. Yeah, in the offense, you want it. Absolutely. So your final number is 76% if you want him. Yeah. I think I probably agree. I would hope to God you could get him for in the low 70s or like mid 60s. I just don't know if that's enough. Yeah, me me personally in my leagues, uh, I will not be going over like... 33 percent or something like that just to try to get him on the cheap and if i get him that's great and if i don't then i'm cool with that there you go man okay all right well that does it for elijah mitchell now uh is there anybody else that you're burning to talk about if not i think we should maybe just talk about uh, what we just got done watching which is the monday night game yeah, absolutely. I, I think we should stick with running backs and knock those out. Uh, this is going to be a long one. Uh, just for a point of reference for everybody, I uh, I wrote down like 41 different names 
uh, based on <laughs> based on uh, who is in the top fifty of their position. So we'll try. To, we'll go through these some, somewhat quickly. Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna go through some a lot faster than the others. Uh, the first group, I think. I don't know. I don't know if you can talk about one with a, without the other, but yeah, let, let's start with Latavius Murray. He's rostered la, in less than la, la, Latavius. He's rostered in less than 50% of leagues at about 45%. You do have Tyson Williams there. Um, I mean, he started the game tonight, looked good, had a touchdown, uh, eventually gave way over the course yep. of the game to Latavius, who basically played the entirety of the fourth quarter and all of overtime and really when it mattered. Um, yep. He did get in the end zone himself. Uh, I don't, I mean, the, the stats aren't like really pretty. Um, he only went 10 for 28 on the ground with the touchdown. So his long was eight yards. Tyson Williams long was 35. So I guess, you know, if you take that out of Tyson Williams line, he went eight for 30. So that's not really great either. But what are you doing with this backfield? Do you think it's Lat Murray? It's a 50-50 split pretty much in touches week one. Do you think Lat Murray takes over in week two once he learns the offense? Yeah, no doubt. This is a, hey, we started with the with the rookie. He looked good. Um, when we needed to trust somebody, we went to the veteran to pick up blitz coverages and, and pass protection. And, um, you know, Latavius has been around for a while and, you know, can pick up offenses, I would, I would assume, relatively quickly. Um, and I mean, blitz pickup is pretty much the same regardless of where you go. You know, you just got to know who's covered on, you know, what the line's doing. And that doesn't really change from team to team. Um, I, I think this is going to end up being Latavius' show at some point. Uh, I know people are high on Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams is currently rostered in 78% of leagues. If he's available in your league, I think you should definitely go pick him up. Uh, Latavius Murray, uh, Jason, to your point, for just over 45% rostered. Um, I think he's the guy that you want to own um, both in the short and long term uh, in this backfield. The best running back on that team is still going to be Lamar Jackson and probably will be most weeks from a yardage standpoint. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Latavius of the two has a much higher ceiling. Um, I would much rather spend my fab on a proven running back. Um, in this case with Latavius instead of Tyson Williams, there's a reason why they brought in an experienced backup running back um, to theoretically be the starter there. Um, so yeah, I, I would much rather have Latavius, uh, than Tyson Williams. Um, if I had to put a number on it, I actually do think it's worth going in the low twenties for Latavius. Wow. Um, because I think he's so, all right. So if the 49ers are the best rushing offense, isn't Baltimore the second best rushing offense? Top three um, anyway, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Up there. Right. And so that's just like their DNA is to run the frick out of the ball and just pound you in submission. And Latavius has a bigger build and more experience and, and, you know, can do that. And it's gone through the punishment of multiple NFL seasons and knows how to keep his body going and stuff like that. So I, I think 21% uh, for Latavius is, is actually reasonable. Um, if you did, if you have not already picked him up, um, that sucks, but I think he's worth spending on. Um, I was drafting him in leagues and stashing him. Um, 
So I, I, I think 21% is the right way to go. I think 11% for Tyson Williams, if he's still available in your league, would be that play. Um, a little bit lower um, just for the sheer fact that I don't think he's going to be the starter going forward, um, but is still a capable backup. And I, and I don't even know if I'd bid 11% for Tyson Williams, actually. Um, but that's, that's the number. I'd, maybe I'd go six, and if somebody else got him, I'm cool with that. Um, because I wouldn't, I just hate spending fab on somebody that might get dropped at some point. And I don't think you're going to drop Tyson Williams per se, just because he's going to get the Gus bus carries that he was getting a year ago, right? Where he might still get 140, 150 carries, eight, eight to 10 carries a week. Um, which is basically what he did week one when he got nine carries. So I, I think he's playable. I think he takes the Gus Edwards role and and is fine. So he'd be like a 10th round pick. Um, and that's why I would say 11%. Um, may, but I'd probably consider more on the lower end of six and Latavius, I, I would go 21. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't think I would bid on Tyson Williams because I'm just not, I'm not convinced that he stays as the backup or as like the number two role. I think yeah, he, it's totally fair. I think he definitely, you know, I think he definitely gets relegated to a, a, a lesser role, especially as the weeks go on. Um, basically, C- Coach Harbaugh even said himself how much he loves Lat Murray. I, just, I think it's going to be Lat Murray's yeah. gig. My concern yep. is is that he's 31. And he's a little maybe over the hill. I'm a little worried about health. Um Yeah, but he's been in a backup role for like the last five years. So from like a mileage standpoint on a running back, like he's he does thirty-one really... with twenty-seven-year-old tires. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like a like a I don't know that two thousand six Chevy Trailblazer that I had uh, forever. <laughs> and when you slap some new tires on it, uh, sometimes the check engine light comes on and the gas gauge stops working, but it rides like a dream. Rides like a dream. Um. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I'm not convinced that Tyson Williams holds on to that job. I want Lat. Um, I'm glad I drafted him in a few leagues too. I think if he's out and available in your league, which he is because he's only rostered in 45%, I mean, you got to be. Sp- I would spend upper 20s. I would go 27. I would go 27. I mean, he was in the entire fourth quarter. He was in on overtime. He was in when they needed to move the ball the most. They gave him the short yardage score. I I want Lat Murray. So I think the usage Sorry. goes up. Tyson Williams, see you later. Thanks for coming out week one at the beginning of the game. And hello, Lat Murray. I'm spending 20 plus percent. Probably, I, would, I could be talked into low 30s if I was real desperate somehow after week one. Yeah, and, and they still have Freeman and Lev Bell, who they didn't sign week one because that would have guaranteed their salary for the year. So my assumption is that they'll be on the roster at some point um, yeah. with, with the way that the salary cap works. Um, and then maybe Tyson Williams isn't playing at all. Right, so, which is why you know, I said who, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. All right, uh, let's move on, shall we? Next up, we have Jamal Williams. Played 30% of snaps. He is rostered in a ton of leagues, uh, you know, 70 plus percent. So he really shouldn't be available anywhere. 
he was very productive though. Um, how much fab are you spending on Jamal Williams? Yeah, I would not go more than 10% on this. Um, yeah, he's uh, RB4 after week one uh, and was just all over the place, right? But 30% of the snaps is not something that you want to pay for, um, even for a running back that was super productive. Uh, he only played 32 offensive snaps. Uh, Swift had 63 uh, after reports before the game were that maybe Jamal Williams was going to kind of carry the load a little bit, um, but Swift was in there a whole ton. Um so, yeah, I mean, 32 snaps, he had eight catches and nine carries. So, that's a very high usage rate um, that I would be surprised if it continues. Detroit's offense was mildly a surprise. They kind of turned it on at the end. But if they're going to keep chucking down to the running backs, uh, I mean, Jamal Williams, eight catches, 56 yards, is going to have at least some sort of value, especially in PPR leagues. Um, so I would not bid more than 10% and be weary of that snap percentage, um, because 30% uh, of snaps is just not that high. And there's actually other people that are getting more snaps, um, on probably what I would consider to be better offenses. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think that a lot of this just really goes to speak more or speak volumes about what this offense is and what it looks like and how check down, check down, check down. Yeah, and just kind of how none of these receivers have really established themselves yet. Um, yep. What Tyrell Williams got hurt in classic Tyrell Williams fashion. And so you're just, I mean, Brashad Perriman's not on the team anymore. So you, you're rolling with Qu- uh, Quintez Cephas, uh, Monra St. Brown, and Danny Amendola. Yeah, it's just like it's not pretty. You have Khalif Raymond. I mean, it's like who, who, and who. Um, I just think that I mean that's that's why TJ Hawkinson had ten targets, DeAndre Swift had eleven targets, and Jamal Williams had nine because there's nobody else to throw the ball to. Hello, TJ Hawkinson, tight end, like top three tight end season coming up for him. So oh, maybe. Um, I, I will say that if somebody goes crazy uh, and and <laughs> goes after Jamal Williams just because they see him being RB4 um, and he's available, just let them go nuts. Um, don't don't go over 10% of your budget. No, and, but what I wanted to continue to say is I really do think that there's potential for Amonra St. Brown to establish himself. He is a rookie receiver and mm-hmm. maybe he's able to, you know, help Jared Goff stop checking down so much if he can sort of establish himself as the season goes on and you have the two running backs stop getting 20 targets. But could you imagine if that was DeAndre Swift getting all 20 of those targets? Oh, my God. That would be insanity. We we talked before the season about how much Swift is active in the passing game. So if they're both like it's not a surprise that he's checking down because they have two very capable running back essentially wide receivers. I I would also say that St. Brown kind of reminds me a little bit, at least of Brandon Cooks, right? In the fact that he's on like what, I mean, Houston obviously lit up Jacksonville, but like bad offense game script is going to fit where they're behind and uh, they're going to have to throw. So you want wide receivers when the game script fits, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially a talented rookie one like Amonra St. Brown. Granted, yep. I think he's more of a long-term hold. Maybe let the first five, six weeks go by. Uh, but 
you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for that uh, T Higgins usage spike that happened around week three to four last year for him. So I'm just hoping that the same thing happens with St. Brown and Your he guy. eventually establishes himself. So yeah, true. But I would, I, uh, my, my bet or my fab bid for Jamal Williams is $0 because I'm not bidding on him. So uh, do we switch places? Wow. Um, yeah, I'm just not bidding on him. Somebody that I am bidding on and I'm legit excited for, especially because I stashed him in a couple leagues is Kenneth Gainwell played about 40% of snaps. Kenny G playing that smooth jazz. Careless whisper. I thought that there was a chance that he was going to start the season behind Boston Scott, but man, is he freaking good. And he just absolutely leapfrog him right out the gate. Uh, Kenny or Boston Scott did not play a snap. It was all Kenny G uh, in the two minute offense. Hurry up and passing down. Um, Miles Sanders was nowhere to be found because homeboy, I think led running backs and drops from uh, last year, but Kenny G, man, he looked good. He looked so freaking smooth. Um, how much fab are you spending on him? I'm going big. If Kenny G is out there for in, in a league and I'm desperate, I think I would I would go s- probably like Lat Murray level big. Oh no. Yeah. Jason. I would Jason. I would I would go high teens, low twenties on Kenny G. Oh no. Yeah. Hundred percent. No, you don't have to though. Well, if you want to make sure that you get him, I, you don't think so. What do you think you got to go for Kenny G? He's rostered in three point five percent of leagues, and that he's should RB. go up to like forty percent, fifty plus. Yeah, but he—it's not like so RB twenty week. It's not like he's going to be at the t- like. He's the a rookie of, in his first week. I know that. But you're not. You don't need to go high teens for, for him. I I think you can just get him and slip him in without people even realizing you're adding him. You really don't think so? Yeah, like I don't think you need to go over like three dollars. Huh. Well, um, I'll just say this about what I think about Kenny Gainwell's potential he he went to memphis which is where antonio gibson went to as well and remember when antonio gibson came out of nowhere and wasn't really used that much uh and then came in and just absolutely exploded all over the league and he and he was a senior graduate and it's like wow this guy was hardly used do you know who the freshman running back was that took his job it was Kenny Gainwell. I'm just saying. I just, I, <laughs> Jason uh, loves Memphis RBU apparently uh, oh, down down there. It absolutely and, uh, is. And uh, I, if you're gonna, you will absolutely get Kenneth Gainwell if uh, you are bidding in the in the teens for him. I don't. I just don't think you need to do that. I maybe I don't know if you if you're in the Philly area you sure as hell do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm, My Miles Sanders is still the guy there until he probably gets hurt at some point. He should definitely be rostered. Um, 
but I, I don't think you need to be spending that much on a very clear-cut backup running back. Miles mediocre Sanders, who can't stay healthy and can't catch passes. I just think it that the f- coaching staff maybe gets a little frustrated having him there and maybe turns to a more dynamic player, such as a Kenny G. I'm hoping, anyways. Yeah, rostered in 3% of leagues. You don't have to spend all that fab to get him. Um, but, man, did he look good. He also, and the thing, too, is that nobody, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to know. Yes, he had one touchdown, but he actually had a second touchdown called back on penalty. So, if you give him that extra six, eight points, and, he, yes, he goes he goes from a top 20 running back to, like, potentially a top 12 or top 15 anyway. I think that the, those waiver claims start creeping up a little bit higher. So I would just, I'm just going to say it now, if you want Kenny G, you better get him before it's too late. I would uh, not go more than $1. <laughs> That's fine. You just won't get him. Running That's backs fine. are so shallow. Like people just throw more than that on a dart throw. All right. Uh, Next up, we have Mark Ingram. Played 50% of snaps. Running back 15 this week. Rostered in 11% of leagues. Plays for the Houston Texans, which evidently can ball. Yeah. Who saw that coming? No, I don't think anybody. Uh, How much fab are you spending on Mark Ingram? 26 carries, 85 yards, tutty for Mark Ingram, uh, the second. Um, keep in mind, backfield also consists of Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, and Rex Burkhead. Um, so Ingram had 26 carries. The other three combined for 15 carries. Um, so lots of carries down there because the game script fit it. Uh, I have a hard time believing that they will have 41 carries in another game this year. Um, this is a, an example of, I mean, did Mark Ingram get hot? I mean, 26 carries, 85 yards. He only averaged 3.3 yards a carry. It's not like he was just on fire or anything like that. Um, I would not spend more than 5% of my budget on him. Uh, I think this is another one where you can probably get him for a buck or two. Um, and if somebody spends more than that, let him. It's a bad offense probably. And uh, it's. I think it's just going to rotate around every week who is the most productive back. Not only that, but I would go so far as to say I would rather have Kenny Gainwell on my roster than Mark Ingram. I think anybody can look good against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would drop Philip Lindsay. Probable. I would drop Philip Lindsay. I would. Philip Lindsay scored a touchdown. I don't care. He played like 30% of snaps. I don't it's want, true. I don't care. So I would, I would consider dropping Mark Ingram even after his week. Like none of nothing about that team really I would not drop him. You should at least try to trade him. Yeah. Okay. Try to trade him first, but like, I, I don't know. Uh, anybody looks good playing the Jags. But he should be rostered. Want to run through the rest of these running backs I've written down real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, James White played 40% of snaps, rostered in 48% of leagues. How much fab are you spending on him? Running running back 28. Zero. Me too. You know why? Because you need guys like Kenny Gainwell on your bench instead because they have higher upside. Seriously, though, they do. No, uh, that's that's fine. 
Um, like but, he has no role. He is a third down back. That's all he is. Oh my god! I I I'm won't sp- even see last last year. I got myself in trouble because I talked shit about Claypool and and Justin Jefferson, and you just happen to be right about uh, both twice of them. last year. Um, so I would just be on. I, I'm already unhappy that Kenneth Gainwell is going to be good. Kenny Gainwell and Elijah Mitchell, man, that's where it's at. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Uh-huh. Nobody cares about Carlos Hyde. Leave him. Uh, it's true. Tony uh, he was one spot higher or one spot behind James Robinson, who also had a touchdown called back, but still zero percent. Yeah, you know, you know who cares about that though? Nobody that wants Carlos Hyde. Literally, all the roster managers that have James Robinson care because holy piss, who saw Carlos Hyde? just being absolutely obnoxious splitting carries with James Robinson. That was, that was I that's terrible. I, I picked him up, picked him up in our league. I believe Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Oh, you wanted a rock on the end of your bench. Yeah. Oh, nice. A nice solid hey, turd. Just, uh, just pick him up. Never know. James, maybe somebody gets hurt. That's what you do at, at the end of every week. You pick yeah. somebody up on a flyer. No, God. I'd rather pick up our next guy, Tony Jones. Tony Jones Jr., 40% of snaps played, running back 39, rostered in about 15% of leagues. If there's a guy I'm picking out of this giant trash heap after Kenny Gainwell, it is Tony Jones Jr. Um, I agree. I think the upside is there. If Kamara gets hurt, he's instantly a top 15 back probably, so... Yeah, and stepped right into the Latavius Murray role where he doesn't have individual value per se, but he's going to get five to ten touches every week uh, and look good out of the backfield too um, in what appears to be a dynamic offense down in, in New Orleans or Jacksonville, wherever they're playing. Um, so, yeah, he should be rostered, and I think you can get him for cheap before anybody knows who he is. Yes. Uh, next up, Tariq Cohen, 5% rostered. You can yep, get him this for is zero. Just, yeah, this is strictly an if you have an IR slot available, he should be picked up and put on that IR slot until you have somebody else that gets hurt and then you can drop him and pick him up. He's on the pup list. He won't be back until at least week six, um, but just something to be aware of if you have IR eligibility, um, you might as well stash him. Yeah, and hopefully by the time he comes back, Justin Fields is a quarterback because that offense looked putrid with Andy Dalton True. throwing the ball six yards a clip uh and then a jets running back update hey it's our yearly tradition where we try to figure out who's gonna get carries on the jets and nobody effing cares yes so why don't you tell me who got the carries anybody you can have coleman led their backfield with nine carries my co-host started ty johnson against me this week as his rb2 trying yeah. to get cute didn't work yeah, well, I was, that was a swing for the fences, honestly. He uh, he did average more than a yard more per attempt than the other two schlubs toting the ball for the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. Um, but Coleman, Carter, Johnson, don't care. Uh, I probably wouldn't really roster any of them at this point. They just need to do better. I was hoping that the Panthers, which had a top five worst defense on a yards per attempt basis, 
um, last season would be susceptible to the run again here. And it didn't matter. The Jets were so putrid. They lost 19 to 14. So can you imagine putting faith in a Jets running back when they still have to play the Patriots, the Dolphins and the Bills uh, two times each? It's going to be an absolute bloodbath for them this year. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Shout out to our New York listeners. Yeah, I I just man. Uh, And there's there wasn't there wasn't really even many targets like Ty Johnson had three. He only converted them into one catch. Michael Carter had two, but it's just not. It's not great. It's not nope. great. It's not great. That does it for running backs. 35 <laughs> minutes in, we're done with running backs. We're killing this. All right. That's fine. We're going to fly through receivers because, I don't know. I, I mean, there's some news here. I just, the the big the big news is at running back this week, not receiver. Uh, Chris, Christian Kirk, is he a thing? Is the key to unlocking Christian Kirk to sign A.J. Green? That's what I was going to say. And draft Rondale Moore? Is that the key to unlocking Christian Kirk? I say the key to whoever the wide receiver three is, is to have A.J. Green on their team because... He's just a target sucker and he doesn't catch the ball. And then they realize, oh, we have people who are better than him. Um, So, yeah, Christian Kirk, wide receiver eight after week one, rostered in 3.6% of leagues. Um, I mean, he had five catches on five targets. Yes, he had two touchdowns, 70 yards. That's not a ton of usage. Um, So, I I don't think that this is a a significant play um, from a bid perspective. I that offense looked really good though. It like Kyler's really Kyler good. looked really good. Yeah. Kyler looked but incredible. But he makes everybody else like real like oh god, that offense is so good. Um so I, I would not overreact to this. I kind of am revising. I, I don't think I'd spend more than five buck or five percent on Christian Kirk. Um, he's wide receiver three in that offense. Yeah, he exploded for a week, but I don't think I'd go more than that. I would spend zero dollars on Christian Kirk. So I I just don't want him. I think that there's better ads elsewhere at receiver if I'm going receiver. So I am staying away from Christian Kirk. Uh next up, Sterling Shepard played a hundred percent of snaps, finishes wide receiver 10 this week, rostered in 25% of leagues. Are you excited for Sterling Shepard and the Giants offense? Uh, Seven catches on nine targets, 113 yards after finishing the season very, very strong last year where I believe he put up basically back-to-back 20-point weeks uh, to to end the year. He's kind of been Danny Jones' guy. Um, So wide receiver 10 after week one. Um, I would not spend more than 3% of my budget to get him if you have a need for a wide receiver, just because I don't like their offense in general. Yeah, I don't know. Part of me thinks that there's just... Uh, I I like Kenny G more than Sterling Shepard, and like Kenny G just only had four catches for 64 yards. Part of me thinks that maybe Kenny G will turn it on eventually. Um, I'm not going to overreact to the seven one thirteen line. Yep. For for Sterling Shepard. I'm gonna I'm probably not even gonna bid on him if I'm being completely I think he should honest. be rostered though. So you know at least throw the flyer out there for the zero bid and if you don't get him then that's fine. Yeah, sure. 
somebody else I like more than the previous two is Zach Pascal. Played 90% of snaps, wide receiver 14, rostered in about 2% of leagues. Everybody thought that when T.Y. went down, it was going to be the Michael Pittman show or... Um, Oh, geez. Now I'm blanking. Not Pascal. Uh, help me, Alex. Help me, Alex. I, I do not have good knowledge of the Colts wide receiver court because <laughs> I did not draft any of them because I just don't <laughs> care at all. Um, so, is it uh, is it Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison or maybe Anthony Gonzalez? Or, do you remember you. how many concussions Austin Collie got? Um, that dude. No, Paris Campbell. Maybe. That was the name I was looking for. Uh, maybe Pierre Garçon, Frenchy, Pierre, ha ha, Pierre Garçon. No, instead it is Zach Pascal who finished with five targets, four catches, 43 yards and two scores looked really good. Caught the ball in stride. Um, do you think it's a little bit interesting? However, though, that Taylor and Hines led the way in targets with a combined 15 between the two of them. No, man, Carson Wentz, it's what he does. Checkdown Nation. <laughs> Actually, that that's a big cornerstone of their offense is getting the those running backs involved. You think back to last year. I mean, Taylor and, and Hines had a ton of catches with with P River throwing the ball. So um, I, I would I would expect that to continue with Wentz. Um, I would not go more than ten percent for Pascal. Um, love that he played ninety percent of snaps. Um, Roster in two point four percent of leagues. I think you can get him from for cheap because uh, nobody knows who he is and nobody really wants a guy named Zach Pascal. Um, high end, I'd say ten percent of budget. Uh, I think you can get him for two or three. Yeah, yeah, and he only had five targets. I, I don't know. Yep. Uh, Nelson Aguilar played 90% of snaps, wide receiver 21, rostered in about 30% of leagues. What do you think about Nelson Aguilar? Um, he's been good for a while. Like, he had those drops for Philly, and then he kind of, like, went to the Raiders and figured stuff out, like, mainly how to catch the ball, which is helpful when you're a wide receiver. Um, so, I, he's been in the NFL for... This is seventh season. Um, yeah. Last season, he had eight touchdowns, nine nine hundred yards. Uh, he's on pace to do that again with a, a what seems to be a competent quarterback. Um, I would I would spend a dollar uh, if you really want him. Otherwise, you can probably get him for a zero bid. Um, with um, you know, I, I still think Jacoby Meyer is probably going to be the better. Um, better wide receiver there, but for one week it was Nelson Aguilar. There you go. I don't really have much to add. I'm probably not going to pursue Nelson Aguilar. Uh, one guy. Oh, damn it! It's Jacoby Myers. S. I was so like worried about when people always said Elshon Jeffries that I didn't want to <laughs> throw the un the wrong S on his name. Yeah. So I apologize to Jacoby Myers. I just did not want to call you Alshon Jeffries and screw that up because that's like a big annoyance of mine. So my, I I think I have a little bit of a deeper wide receiver ad. This is my wide receiver ad of the week. It's a little <laughs> bit deeper. It is not any any of the jokes jokers that we've talked about so far. Um, so Jerry Judy went down with a high ankle sprain they're talking four to six weeks, potentially longer. Those mm -hmm. things know how to linger. Um, and so I'm looking at replacements there. 
I still don't really know how good Sutton is. He only had three targets and one catch for 14 yards. So not much, not a whole lot there. But one guy I think that will really benefit is Tim Patrick. Uh, mm. had, had four targets, turned them into four catches, 40 yards, and a score. Um, I just think he was really, really solid last year when they were down, guys. And I think he could be a nice, cheap rental that you could get for, I don't know, a buck? Like, maybe a zero Free. bid? Yeah, him and KJ Hamler. Yeah, I and I like Hamler too. Um, I'm probably if I if I'm hurting at wide receiver with Judy going down and taking all seven targets with him. I mean, I think that Bridgewater looked the part, uh, and I think that that offense will move. Um, they definitely were able to run the ball with about 150 rushing yards between Gordon and Williams. I think they're gonna be able to move the ball. Judy's gone. Next guy up, Tim Patrick in my eyes and uh, already got in the end zone once this year. So I'm I'm going to try and make him an end of the bench ad for me. Yep. And I think you can get both of them for for free. Um, so, yeah, totally get it. Um, speculative ad. And when he does nothing next week, but the like with Denver specifically, they Teddy Bridgewater seems to be relatively accurate. I mean, he's not like the best accuracy guy but he gets the ball out quick and they know how to put their speedy wide receivers in a position for the yak uh yard after catch and um that's what they do well is they're fast and teddy hits them and lets them run absolutely now out of the rest of this sort of i don't want to call it a trash heap because i think there's one more guy that i am interested in but out of the rest of these guys that we haven't talked about yet is there anybody else that you think is noteworthy I mean, I've been waiting for you to bring up Van Jefferson the whole time we've been talking. Okay. So tell me about why you're so interested in Van Jefferson. No, I thought you were interested in Jefferson. You were, I thought, wasn't there a text message to the league thread that you were going to spend like, I know you were joking, but. Oh, that's just trolling. I'm just trying to bid up. I'm just trying to bid up other people's prices. I have no interest in actually bidding on. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so Van Jefferson was on the field for approximately 70% of snaps. Uh, obviously, he's the third wide receiver uh, for the Rams. Uh, he's behind Cooper Cup. He's behind uh, Robert Woods. Uh, he caught the long touchdown on the Bears' putrid secondary uh, on Sunday night. Um, wide receiver 22 on the week. He only had three targets, two of the catches, um, but they were both long ones, and it seems like they're, that's maybe their deep guy for the shots with Stafford on the roster. Um, this is probably a zero bid, but I understand if you spend a dollar um, because they their third wide receiver has been productive in the past. There you go. Uh, I think the best third wide receiver that you could add, and this is the player that I still wanted to talk about, hands down, is KJ Osborne for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, KJ Osborne went seven for 76 on nine targets. Yeah, it was a lot. Justin Jefferson went only went five for 71 on nine targets. That's not good. KJ Osborne played more than 80% of snaps, had an 18% target share as the third wide receiver. 
Second year player. I think that there could be something there with KJ Osborne. Uh, I just, I, I think, I think it's because they lost Irv Smith that they're just going to play a shit ton more uh, three wide receivers. Um, or their offensive line is just really, really bad, and they can't run, and they can barely pass protect, and um, they're going to be throwing some of these shorter type passes. I mean, yeah. But Osborne only ran three fewer routes than Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and tied Jefferson for second on the team in targets, which was only one behind Thielen. That's good. Like the volume. That's a really, that's a really cheap, good ad. The usage and volume was there. I'm just saying, if you're really desperate and you want a guy that you know is going to get looks and volume, I don't. I think you could do a lot worse than adding KJ Osborne, who, by the way, is going to be a, like a one dollar ad or a zero dollar ad. Zero. Yeah, owned in zero point one percent of leagues. He literally did not play an offensive snap last year and only played special teams. And all of a sudden, week one, bang, nine targets, seven catches, 76 yards. So, uh, I think that might do it for wide receivers. Anybody else? Or are you done? We good? No, I'm good. Uh, all I'll say is I love Gabriel Davis, but I'm not sold yet. Roster in 12% of leagues. I just, uh, I want him to have a clear, more, more, a higher snap percentage played. Yeah, other other wide receivers that had top 50 weeks that are rostered in less than 50% of leagues. Deontay Harris uh, was wide receiver 24, rostered in 1.1% of leagues. Um, Danny Amendola, wide receiver 35, rostered in 0.2% of leagues. Uh, Quintez Cephas uh, was wide receiver 39, rostered in 0.2% of leagues. Anthony Schwartz, uh, who is going to go away once Odell is back. Um, for the Browns, 50% of snaps rostered in 0.2% of leagues. Rondale Moore and Trent Sheffield for the 49ers after Brandon Ayuk just disappeared completely. Uh, and Trent Sherfield, Sheff, Sherfield, Sherfield, uh, uh, 50% of offensive snaps for the 49ers. Who would have seen that coming? Huh? Who would have seen it? Uh, all right, let's talk tight ends real quick. And maybe throwing a couple QBs that you like. Uh, I see you have Gronk and defense. On. We have to talk defense. <sighs> I see. Then we better keep it moving, brother. Uh, I'm skipping Gronk because he's rostered in more than fifty percent of leagues. He's not out there. If he's available, you should bid on him five percent of your budget. Tyler Higby's owned in seventy plus percent of leagues. He's not out there. Jawan Johnson for the New Orleans Saints. Twenty percent of snaps, which is criminally low. Do you think he earned some more playing time after finishing his tight end four this week, be only being rostered no. in 1%? No, he's just a, just a tight uh, uh, end, end zone guy for Jameis to throw the ball up to. That's it. Famous Jameis. Uh, I don't want to talk about any tight ends. So does that do it for you? You good? Uh, just honorable mention again, Gerald Everett caught a touchdown, only owned in 10% of leagues, played 70% of the snaps for the Seahawks. Uh, if they're going to air the ball out that much and he's on the field for 70% of the time, um, he is a deep tight end uh, sleeper that potentially you should look at adding if you're in a rough spot. 
There you go. All right, let's talk to QBs real quick. If you're going to make a QB ad, we've been talking, we talked about it literally over the offseason. We said draft Jameis Winston in the last round. Like, there's such incredible upside. Sean Payton is a Hall of Fame head coach. He turns garbage into priceless works of art. I mean, don't Marquez. Call, don't call Drew Brees garbage. No, Marquez nice. Colston was what, like a seventh round draft pick, undrafted. Yeah. Like true. Jimmy Graham was a late pick too. Like I'm just saying, he's he's done a lot with not a lot of high draft capital. And Jameis Winston is the latest reclamation project in the Sean Payton pipeline. Quarterback three going into the into Monday night. Rostered in 26% of leagues, five touchdowns on like 170 yards passing. Just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely they didn't have bananas. To throw. No. They were destroying Green Bay up front. It was just ridiculous. But uh, if you're going to spend up on some Jameis, what do you think you got to spend to land a quarterback? Um, if I mean, if you're starting like Zach Wilson or like Tua, I guess I would spend like a little bit to get Jameis. Um, otherwise, I'd try to add him for a buck just to try to beat out other people that bid a dollar, a dollar just for a backup quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Tannehill had a really poor showing too. It's true. So maybe you're spending Your like... guy. Yeah. It wasn't a good week for the, for the Titans. Maybe you're spending like three or four bucks, but I don't know. Yeah. Unless you're in super flex leagues, like then you're going to drop some coin, uh, but he should totally already agree. been rostered. So, yeah. All right. Give me your defensive pick of the week as we come up on an hour. Defensive pick of the week is clearly the Cardinals defense. Uh, they, the aforementioned Titans defense or sorry, Titans offense that had a rough day. Well, they had a rough day because the Cardinals defense had a field day uh, with, uh, I don't know, six sacks, two fumble recovers, a pick. Uh, only gave up 13 points to what supposedly was a high score, a uh, high powered and high scoring offense. Um, they have Minnesota, who gave up a ton of sacks to Cincinnati uh, with a terrible offensive line um, against the Bengals uh, on Sunday. Uh, the Bengals had three sacks in that game. Uh, and then they play at Jacksonville the following week. Uh, Jason has fallen asleep on me with me talking about defenses. But as far as streaming goes, uh, Cardinals defense only rostered 5.2% of leagues, Minnesota, and then at Jacksonville. I think you should spend a dollar on them because I think they could win you a week the next two weeks. Alex, do you know what we forgot to do? We've, uh, we, we forgot to do it. We're going to have to do it as the outro. We forgot to talk about the greatest thing ever. And that is the lawnmower 4.0 brought to you by manscaped. This thing is absolutely incredible. It is the right tool to get the manscaping job done. And I'm going to say this from personal experience. Also, I'm like I said earlier, it's my birthday tomorrow. Can I just say this? Can I just say this? My wife was so approving of the lawnmower 4.0 that I have now gotten several other manscaped goodies. I have the nose trimmer, which is fantastic. Also works in your ears because some people, when you grow up, 
Some people definitely needed to take care of those ears, man. Get a little bit older. It could be a bad luck. Start growing hair in some places that you didn't really used to always grow hair in. Also, uh, she got me this like deodorant cream that's for non-chafing. Pretty lit. And by the way, if you get nothing else, if you literally get nothing else, and I don't care about like, if you don't have the money for a trimmer, don't get a trimmer. I get it. You know, even with the 20% off, it's going to cost a couple nickels. But, oh my God, are those not the most freaking cozy boxers that you've ever worn? Have you tried them on yet? I've worn them several times. Um, <sighs> yeah, my, uh, oh God, I might get in trouble for this. Oh, whatever. My wife won't listen to this anyway. She, um, she was asking why there wasn't like, the hole in the front uh she's like well how do you go to the bathroom and i'm like i don't know you just figure out a way to go to the bathroom like it's not that hard like women i feel like women have no like idea or like she had no clue like how i go to the bathroom if there's the not like concept a of the fact that you could just like pull the waistband down and yeah go. exactly yeah so that's, I, that's I told her I, I, I have no other choice but to sit down when I pee. That's the only <laughs> way I could do it. You know what? If you've never tried that before, you should try it anyways because it is damn relaxing. <laughs> it's true. And then you can get your phone out and you don't have to worry about urinal splash. Oh, see? It's the simple damn things in life. Awful. <laughs> but yeah, check out manscaped.com. Uh, it has pretty much everything that you could dream of from a men's grooming perspective. Uh, again, Sacco's is the promo code for 20% off your shipping order worldwide. It's free. Uh, so 20% off Sacco's S-A-C-K-O-S is the promo code when you go to check out. Uh, take care of your jewels, man. There you go. Escaped. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe. And you know what? If you're on an Apple device, please leave me a podcast review. That would make my day. That's all I have to ask for. With that, good night. Good luck. Get you some wave of wide claims and get it going. You you don't want to talk about the podcast next week with you. Uh, so you're you're getting you have a wedding celebration on Saturday. Yeah, it's my one-year anniversary party. Yep. And then, theoretically, it's going to be me doing a solo show here the next two weeks. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Quite frankly, I don't know if you can either. (laughs) I'm going to have to, like... I I need you to leave, like, post-it notes so I can break into your house. And you need to be, like... I can give you a garage code. There's a, yeah, I have a, I have a like, garage. Like leave your passwords out and because I mean, guys, I'm going to be singing the intro and thank you for listening to the fantasy football Sacco's podcast. Like it's I'm literally just going to have to say it because I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it in because in case you didn't know, Jason literally does everything and makes this thing go. So it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be real interesting the next couple of weeks here. We're going to have some friends house sitting, so you won't have to break in. You can just you can just knock. Just bring food. Oh, so they can sit and listen to me yeah. record. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. You guys could just record it together and it'll be great. We'll have new sackos. I mean, growing by the dozens here. Um, 
but no thank you guys for listening uh check us out if you haven't on the youtube page um if you could subscribe to the youtube page that would be immensely helpful um as we try to figure out what this future looks like uh hope that you started the year one and oh like me uh if you started oh and one like jason don't worry it's not spend 70% of your fab <laughs> on Elijah Mitchell and the world will be a lot better for it. And you good too can you. go one in one. Yeah, good luck with that. My goodness. <laughs> if, in 3 weeks he's going to be dropped. How uh, screwed I'm do you just... think he would be if you spent 70% of your fab on Elijah Mitchell? If I did it? No, like year long. How like how shitty would would that be to deal with after year one or after week one? Well, so that's the thing, right? And I, I know we're done, but oh, whatever. We can keep talking, right? So if, if you have a 16-week season and you have $100, $100 for fab, that's $6 a week that you can spend. So like essentially, if you spend you know, 60 plus on Elijah Mitchell, that's 10 weeks worth of fab that you just dropped it once. So theoretically, if you spend zero more dollars, once you get to week 10, if everybody's spending equitably, then you're like kind of back to the average theoretically. Um, and I think you can get by most of the time with, with putting dollar bids or, or zero bids on, on some of these guys, if you get them ahead of time, which is kind of what we're talking about, right? With the, with the Kenneth Gainwells or, or the, uh, who's that Minnesota wide receiver that you love? KJ Osborne. Yeah. So like, like those are the guys where if you get them early, you don't have to pay for them. And then when they explode, you already have them on your roster type of thing. Right. So like that, that actually makes you be able to spend more because you can find those other diamonds early. Shine bright like a diamond, just like your eyes. Alex? Shine bright like a diamond. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.